Welcome to A.T. Stewart and Sons Ministries. I'm your host, A.T. Stewart. I'm glad you've chosen to join us today as we look into the Word of God. So take your Bibles and let's hang out in God's Word for a few moments and see what God would say to us today. All right, welcome to our study tonight. Uh, Take your Bibles, turn over to Revelation chapter 12. We'll continue our study of this chapter as we look at the timeless truths of Revelation. Last week, we saw that Satan is very serious and persistent in his efforts to destroy you and God's kingdom. And I believe he's intensifying the spiritual warfare as we approach the second coming of our Lord Jesus. As I said to you last week, I believe he has at least one of his demons assigned to each Christian for the purpose of taking all the joy out of your salvation making you worthless to God, and even to make you detrimental to God's kingdom. We also saw that Satan's main tactic is to wear out the saints of God. That constant, steady, slow, but persistent wearing down of the saints. So slow, it's almost imperceptible, yet it's deadly. This week, I want us to see how we can defeat Satan as he tries to wear us out. We saw Romans 8 says that we are more than conquerors. Jesus told his disciples, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Yet it seems that too many Christians experience so much defeat at the hands of our arch enemy. So what's wrong? How have the saints of history continued defeated this fiend of hell? What provisions has God made for us to overcome the enemy? Well, the answer is found in our passage in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb, because of the word of their testimony, And they did not love their life even when faced with death. There are three things in that verse that enabled these saints to overcome. The first was the blood of the Lamb. The second, the word of their testimony. And the third, they did not love their life even when faced with death. I told you that we will be looking at each of these Tonight, we'll be looking at the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. The first and perhaps most powerful weapon that we have against Satan and his kingdom of darkness is the shed blood of our Lord Jesus. The very power to overcome Satan, the very power to overwhelm his kingdom is found in the blood of the sacrifice of the Son of God. The very basis, the very foundation for our victory over Satan is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus. That's why it says, they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. Now why is there so much power in the blood of Christ? I'm going to give you several reasons. Number one, It's powerful because the blood of Jesus gives us access to the very throne of the Almighty God. 
The precious blood has become my atonement to God. The shed blood of Jesus has reconciled me to holy God. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 12. Paul says, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel. He's talking to the Gentiles. And strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But, no, that counsels out everything that goes before it. But, now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by what? The blood of Christ. His precious blood gives us access to holy God. Look in verses 17 and 18. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. Talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. We were the ones far off. They were the ones close. But through Christ, through His shed blood, we both, Jew and Gentile, have access in one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to the Father. It's through the blood of Christ that I can enter into God's very presence, acceptable unto Him. The writer of Hebrews picks up on this in Hebrews ten nineteen. He says, Therefore, brethren, we have boldness. To enter the holy place through the blood of Jesus. And he's talking about that holy of holies. You remember the earthly tabernacle that God instructed Moses exactly how to build it. He said, build it exactly like I tell you because it is a shadow of the heavenly tabernacle. And when the high priest... Once a year went into the Holy of Holies, and he was the only one he could, who could go in there, and only once a year. And then through the blood of bulls and goats to sprinkle the blood over the mercy seat on that Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. That was a picture of the day that Jesus Christ would go into the heavenly Holy of Holies and not spread the blood of bulls and goats, but his own blood. To bring atonement, to obtain atonement for his people. And so the writer of Hebrews referring to this says that you and I who are Christians, we have boldness. We do not tiptoe into the presence of holy God. Not because of us, but because of the blood of Jesus. We can enter with boldness into his very presence with courage with we can approach with boldness we can approach the very throne of the omnipotent holy god and you can't even do that with the president of the united states you can't even do that with the governor of georgia can you but through the blood of jesus you can do it to the god of the universe We can tell our almighty God about the conflicts that rage around us. 
We can approach our almighty God and draw all the power necessary to defeat this fiend of hell in any situation through the blood of the Lamb. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. So first, it gives us access to God. You and I can come in the presence of holy God because of Jesus' spotless, precious blood. God accepts you and me on the basis of what Christ, His death, on our behalf. Secondly, the blood is powerful because of the protection it affords us. Do you think Satan's attacks can penetrate the blood of Jesus? Do you think Satan and his demons can harm you when you're covered with the precious and powerful shed blood of the Lamb of God? (laughs) Do you think Satan dare draw near to that blood which defeated and doomed him for eternity? No, a thousand times no. When we are covered with the blood of Jesus, we are invincible and invulnerable. Like that song, how firm a foundation, the soul that on Jesus has leaned for repose. I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. They overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. Thirdly, it's a powerful weapon because it gives us acceptance and cleansing before God. Acceptance and cleansing, not only access, but acceptance. 1 John chapter 1, in verse 7, we read, But if we walk in the light, as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. And look in verse 3. What we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now the reason you and I can have fellowship with God we can have acceptance with Him is because of that cleansing that comes through the blood of Christ who cleanses us, does it say, from most sin? From some sin? From all sin. All sin. Not only all sin you ever committed, but all sins you will ever commit. The blood of Jesus, that perfect covering for our sins. And because it covers our sins, God can accept us in the beloved Lord Jesus. It cleanses us so completely that a holy God can have fellowship with us and take us to heaven someday. That's why you and I can live in the perfection of heaven and its holiness, because the blood of Christ cleanses us. It's the only basis for your cleansing and acceptance. Before God. Don't go before God and say, well, you know, God, I did a whole lot of works as a Christian. That ought to get me into your presence. That ought to get me into your acceptance. No amount of goodness, no amount of coming to church, of saying prayers, of reading your Bible, 
can gain you one millisecond of acceptance before holy God. It is only the blood of Christ that covers our sins. On the basis of His shed blood, we can stand on solid ground before our God. If God were to say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? You just say the blood of Jesus. Don't waste your time saying, well, you know, I tried to do good. I really was sought to be loving to people. I, I tried to be kind. I tried to follow the golden rule. I gave faith. Don't say any of that. That won't get you anywhere. Just say the blood of Jesus. And what you mean by that is Jesus did it all. His life's blood shed through his perfect life was total payment for all my sins. I have his righteousness. That's the only way. It cleansed me totally, absolutely. And the lost sinner must come and place himself under the blood of Jesus and plead the blood. There's no other way to be saved. A lost person must come to the point that they realize they cannot save themselves. That as they stand, they stand condemned under the wrath of a holy God. And not the best things they can do can ever remove His holy wrath. Because what they deserve is eternity in the agony and suffering of hell. They've got to come to that place. And then having come to that place, they've got to recognize that Jesus did what they could not do. He lived that perfect life, and yet he took their place on that cross. He gave his life's blood. The wages of sin is death. He took that death, your death, my death, that we deserved upon himself, died in our place. And so you go and plead the blood. Jesus, he did it all. I plead what he accomplished as my only hope of salvation. That's what it means to call upon the name, the person of the Lord. And I shall be saved. Throw yourself upon his mercy and his completed work. When Satan accuses us constantly, we must retreat to the blood. When Satan accuses us before God, he says, Look at them, they're vile sinners, they are wicked. They are selfish. Is there any of us that can say, no, no, that's not me. I'm perfect. That's not me. I'm sinless. Nobody I know can say that. When Satan accuses us, he wants to continually bring up our past sins that we've already confessed. When he points out that how miserable and wretched and selfish we are, what can we do? Plead the blood. Hallelujah. Plead the blood. Satan, I'm worse than that. But I'm cleansed through the blood of the Lamb. I'm not only cleansed, but I'm washed. And I'm purified. And I'm justified. And I'm sanctified. And I'll be glorified through the blood of Jesus. Just leave me alone. I got Jesus' blood over me. I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm cleansed in the beloved. Now, you think Satan can continue to gain any victory in your life by condemning you when you will flee to the blood of Christ and claim what he has done? Satan wants you to look at your sin, and God says, look at the Savior. 
Satan wants you to feel guilty. God wants you to experience forgiveness. And when you look at yourself, you're going to come out on the short end. But if you look at Jesus, you'll come out on the positive end. Because it's Jesus. He did it all. He did it all. Number four. They overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. Because that blood has purchased and redeemed me from slavery to sin and Satan. Peter talks about this over in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. He says, Knowing that you are not redeemed with perishable things from your former way of life inherited from your forefathers, right? But with precious blood, as a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. I was lost. I was hopelessly enslaved to sin. In bondage, shackled with the chains of my own sins. Then God bought me out of that slavery, purchased me through the blood of Jesus. Now I am His completely, totally. Satan no longer has any claim on me at all. It's like me going down to the dealership and buying a car and paying for it with cash. And, 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 and the dealer writes me a bill of sales. He says on there, paid, bought. I go home, I'm driving that car around. I go in one night for supper, got it parked out in the garage here and knock on the door. This guy comes, he said, I, I, I'm an agent for the, for the uh, dealership and, and you owe him that car. You hadn't paid for that car. You got to give that car back. That car belongs to him. Now, what do you, what am I going to do? What would you do in that situation? You just march right in there, and pull out that piece of paper that says "paid in full," buddy. Put it in his face. Say, "Look here, you have no claim on this car. It's paid in full, right there. Look." Well, that's what you say to the devil when he wants to put any claim on you. You say, "Wait a minute, I've been bought. I've been paid in full." Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Right? The blood of Christ. Redeemed. Oh, I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Amen. I belong to Jesus. You can't have me. Hands off. You have no right, no claim. Fifth. They overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb, because the blood of the Lord Jesus has secured for me an eternal salvation and everlasting deliverance. Israel was not saved out of bondage in Egypt except by blood. The blood over the doorpost. It is by the blood of the slain Lamb of God that you and I are delivered to an everlasting salvation. See, the point I'm stressing here is an everlasting salvation. Not temporary. It's not that we've been bought and somehow we can be purchased back by Satan. Oh, no. We've been bought. 
We've been purchased. We've been redeemed. And it is an everlasting salvation. Colossians 1.13 talks about this. Paul says, For he delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Now the tense in the Greek shows a once and for all completed act. For he delivered us once and for all from the domain of darkness. That's Satan's domain. And he has transferred us, same verb tense, Aris, once and for all to the kingdom of his beloved Son. You do not have to worry about his blood ever wearing out. Or even wearing thin. The one who has saved us by giving his own blood said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never, no, never perish. The writer of Hebrews says that he, meaning Christ, is able to save forever those who draw near to him. You don't have to worry about a couple of billion years through eternity. All of a sudden the blood's going to wear out. And God's going to say, well, I'm sorry, the price has been paid, but hey, it's white now, so you've got to go back to hell. No. You've got to go to hell. Nope. Never will wear out. Never. Ever. For eternity. So my cry for eternity shall be worthy as the lamb that was slain. Precious is his shed blood. And to him be all the glory and the power and the dominion and the wisdom for now and forevermore. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb. If you're a Christian, there's power in the blood of Jesus. Stand under it, claim it. Say, Lord Jesus, I just ask you to cover me in your precious blood. To protect me from the attacks of the enemy. I know that I'm accepted through your precious blood. Every time you go in prayer, you should go through the blood of Christ. Father, I come to you through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saying, I come to you through what Jesus accomplished through his perfect life and his death. I'm coming to you based not on myself, not on anything about me, but completely and totally according to what Jesus accomplished his finished work that's the only way we approach holy god so come in your prayer time say i come to you father through the blood of the lord jesus shed on my behalf that perfect covering for my sins absolute not a single sin it won't cover plead the blood now if you're not a christian jesus invites you to come under his atoning blood The Passover angel did not pass over unless there was blood on the doorpost. They had to believe that the the blood would bring them deliverance. And they put that blood over the door. And when the death angel came through and it says he saw the blood, he passed over. The only people that will be passed over from the wrath of Almighty God are those who are under the blood of the Passover Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your only hope for life and for eternity. 
God will cleanse you and He will clean up your life. He will give you power over sin, over temptation. It is through His healing and cleansing blood that He will work in your life to bring you into Christ-likeness. That concludes our study for tonight.